Hey everyone, welcome to Remap. My name is Jared, and today we're going to be taking a look at the critically acclaimed shooter by Arcane Studios, Deathloop. When this game released, all I heard was a solid two weeks of everyone singing its praises, so I was excited to try it out on the PlayStation 5 and see what all the hype is about. Now, there will be some minor spoilers in this review, but they're mainly just going to be some basic elements of this game. I won't be discussing the ending or major story beats beyond the first hour or so of gameplay, but I will we'll be talking about a lot of the gameplay mechanics. Part of the fun of Deathloop is discovering stuff on your own, so I'm going to do my best not to spoil the whole experience. And with all that being said, these are my opinions and mine alone. So the obvious comparison that myself and many others had when they started Deathloop was the similarity to Outer Wilds, in that the core plot of the game is experiencing a daily time loop where you learn more and more each life as you work towards your final goal. But Deathloop differentiates itself by not being a game of, you know, wonder and exploration, but by being a shooter where your goal is to kill eight targets within one loop. And this simple goal helps drive the entire experience because you only have limited time in a day. Deathloop is structured where you have four different locations and four time slots, morning, noon, afternoon, and night. And this gives you a ton of different combinations of what to do each day. And it's up to you as a player to discover what specific actions you need to take to complete the game. Because since you have these four specific time slots, you can't just go kill each target because you can't go to two different locations at the same time. You know, you may need to um, take out person A and person B, but wait a minute, they're at two different locations at noon. How am I going to get both of them? So you have to get creative and determine, okay, if I do this action in the morning or at noon, it will cause this character to change their location at night or to move the map around. You know, it's it's determining what to do to get everything to line up for that one perfect loop. And while all of this seems daunting and hard to keep track of, Deathloop is very structured with specific quest markers and explanations that appear as you move along. And I know some people might consider this hand-holding, but I think it was the correct move for Deathloop. You know, I, I thought it needed that structure because this is a story-driven shooter, not a puzzle game. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to just enjoy a little narrative-driven experience, discover some stuff. I don't want to be having to look up solutions. So I appreciated that. But these four locations that you can explore, which are Updom, Carl's Bay, Fristad Rock, and the complex, they all prioritize quality over quantity. Rather than being enormous, sprawling maps, they're all densely packed with things to explore and learn. So by the end of your playthrough, you're able to navigate them perfectly since you know all the locations of enemies, cameras, turrets, you know all you know the, the NPC routes that people take, and, and you really get a sense of how every the, the ins and outs of every single map because 
there's only four of them. You're not learning a million different combinations. And the locations also look great graphically. Deathloop went for a straight realism style for their game. So everything you see in the game, you could see in real life. The textures are sharp, detailed, and it's just another testament to the power of the newest console generation because everything was running at a solid 60 FPS, looked great, was not experiencing crashes. It's it's just such a great time to be playing these AAA games, well, by, by studios that care, um, because everything just runs great. But the core gameplay of Deathloop was also really solid. You know, the, the gunplay wasn't anything incredible or life-changing, but it, it got the job done. And you also have a number of special abilities or powers that added some much-needed variety to combat. And the story, however, was a bit more of a mixed bag. I'm not going to get into any specifics, but a good way of describing it is that the journey was better than the destination. You know, discovering how to take out your targets and learning about their motivations and actions was intriguing and a ton of fun, but the world building of Black Reef, the, the overall setting, was a little lacking. You know, I didn't get as much explanation as I would have liked, and the ending, while I'm not going to say anything specific, it, it was not a satisfying payoff to me, at least. And there is a lot of optional content in Deathloop, which on one hand, gives those, you know, hardcore fans and completionists more to do. But I would have rather they weaved some more of it into the main storyline because I didn't find the game very replayable. And like I said earlier, the journey was greater than the destination. And the experience is the most special the first time you play through it. But moving on. I do want to give Arcane Studios a lot of credit for the balancing of Deathloop. There is only one difficulty in this game, which could have put the player in an impossible situation where the game is way too easy or way too hard. However, Deathloop avoids this and gave me a difficulty that was just satisfying to play. Early on in my playthrough, I found myself using stealth most of the time. You know, I found the enemies too difficult to fight on head-to-head, -head, but later on, once I had better equipment, understood enemy tendencies, and just had a better feel for the game, I myself found myself, you know, I'm going to go in loud, saying that way more often. And this set difficulty, it really served as a way for me to grow as a player throughout my playthrough. And it did offer enough of a challenge, even in the late game, you know, encounters were still relevant. I was still at risk of being killed even in the late game. So big credit to that. Moving on, I do want to take some time to discuss the sound design. I thought the voice acting was excellent all around. And the banter between Colt and Juliana was one of the highlights of the game. And since this is a first-person game, I rarely see what Colt looks like, you know, besides the splash title screen or some marketing for this game. But the voice actor, Jason Kelly, did such a great job with the voice that I had a sense of who Colt was throughout the entire playthrough. But what I really want to get to is the topic I talk about in every single review. If you've listened to previous reviews, you know what I'm about to talk about, the soundtrack. And in my opinion, 
Deathloop prioritized the background, you know, ambiance for the soundtrack. And I didn't find any character themes or noteworthy tracks or stuff that really stuck with me. Just a lot of, you know, background or filler music. And it's not bad. I'm, I'm not saying filler or background in a negative way. But for a game that everyone was giving a 10 out of 10 to, I was hoping for something a bit more. You know, hearing the same or very similar combat tracks over and over got pretty old pretty quickly. But again, the music served its role in building the tone and the setting of the game. I I just would have liked to hear something that stuck with me more longer term. And I know my review so far has been fairly positive. I, I haven't been that critical with my complaints. But there was one aspect of this game I found absolutely infuriating. I do not understand why so many games use the Destiny-style cursor UI. I am not using a mouse. I am using a controller. I should be able to click through a menu with my D-pad. But no, I have to navigate these just cluttered and confusing menus by moving my joystick around and acting like there's a cursor on the screen, which is just inefficient and annoying to use. Not a very good user experience, and I don't have many nice things to say about this game's UI, so I am going to move on. And the final thing I'd like to touch on is the multiplayer aspect of Deathloop, because what Arcane implemented was not only innovative, in my experience at least, but a lot of fun. Because a core element of the story of this game is being hunted by an assassin, Juliana. You know, it's a it's a core element of the experience, always being on the run. You know, you may be exploring a map and then, uh-oh, you're being invaded. But instead of it just being a, a crappy AI enemy, other players can play as Juliana and invade your world. And this made my single-player experience much more challenging and also rewarding because the enemy was so unpredictable. You know, in in any other single-player experience, once you learn the strategy and learn the tendencies of a boss, it just becomes a piece of cake. You know, okay, two steps to the right, to the left. You know, when they're telegraphing this move, I'm going to dodge and then attack. And it just becomes a piece of cake. But by adding this one small multiplayer element to Deathloop, this ability for others to control a character in your game. The game became just, just a fresh and a fun experience. You know, it's it's just fun when everything's so unpredictable. It was, it was a core element of the game, and I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Because, you know, also, the on the other hand, you can play as this invading character and go try to mess with other players. You know, sometimes you might just want to set a bunch of traps and try and catch them off guard. Sometimes you might run head first. No one ever knows what's going to happen, which adds to the unpredictability and the fun aspect of it. And fortunately, this mode is also very, very, very well balanced in my experience, with Colt getting a substantial advantage, as he should, as being, you know, the quote-unquote single player running the game. 
but Juliana did have just enough of a chance to keep things interesting. But at the end of the day, Deathloop was a fresh experience that stood out in a very crowded shooter market. And while I enjoyed my playthrough, I did feel it was a tad bit overhyped. It's a game that I would definitely recommend to play, but between the lack of replayability and the handful of issues I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be giving it a strong A-. But that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Remap, the gaming podcast. My name is Jared, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.